It's Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Liberty Minded Podcast, the LMP. I am your host, Scott. As always, Tuesday, man, first day back to work, y'all. How you feeling today? Um, it was overwhelming this morning. I'll tell you what, I slept like shit last night. I don't really know why, but I had a real hard time sleeping. My mind was just going a million miles an hour on other things. I just could not sleep. So I got about a solid maybe two to three hours last night, which means I'm running on empty today. I wonder how my workout will go later tonight. I don't know, man. We're going to find out, though. Two to three hours of sleep is not enough for me. Not enough for me. Hey, yesterday, following up on a story that's really, really fucking tragic, man. Yesterday we reported, well, Fox News reported, we read it out loud, that they, um, an heiress to uh, a billion-dollar fortune, a billion-dollar heiress was kidnapped. And, God, I hope you, I can't, I hope you can't hear that ding. Anyways, they, fe- they think they found her body, man. So there's just bad news all around. And if that was out yesterday, I apologize for not knowing it, but most of the news that I was reading was that she was still missing. But I think they found her body, which is fucking terrible, man. What a terrible way to start a Tuesday to find out this bad news and I'm just that sucks man so thoughts and prayers to the fam in that case because that is just awful anyways we're gonna kick things off today by talking about uh some some idiots and morons and this is like my favorite topic ever by the way I love talking about morons there's so many of them in 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 public um in the public eye these days, right? There's so many idiots and morons, really probably in your personal life too. You probably interact with idiots and morons on a daily, maybe weekly, maybe hourly basis, um, probably hourly. And so we're going to talk about a couple morons today and I'm really excited about it. And then I also want to talk a little bit about movies because I've been doing something on my free time that I think is like eye opening to me. And I want to share that with you and see if it's eye opening to you. So really, we got a lot going on, man. But let's start with this new report. Breaking news. Do I got a breaking news sound effect I can play for y'all? No, let's just play it instead. Let's get ready to rumble. There it is, Michael Buffer. Thank you for that. Let's get ready to rumble indeed, because it is going to be a fight for Democrats in November, we got the midterm elections, and people in this country are pissed off. And what you might be able to call the least surprising news of 2022, people are fed up with the bullshit. They're fed up with the bullshit, and they are ready to get some heads. They're ready to, to, they're going to go to the polls, not literally. They're going to go to the polls. And what is it? What do you think it is? Gasoline prices, grocery store prices. I mean, let's just let's just think about this. And I don't need to tell y'all. Y'all live a real life. I don't need to tell y'all this, but I'm going to paint the rosy picture for you anyway. Okay, say you're some jackass. Um, I know a few of these jackasses who voted for Joe Biden because you watch CNN because you think CNN's fair and balanced because you're you're a low information voter. So you get all of your information from CNN, believe everything that they tell you. And so you believe that Trump is a dirty, dangerous, orange, bad man. And so you vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's going to bring unity to the country. Joe Biden's going to build back better. Joe Biden 
is going to make make um, America a good place, a happy place, and a unified place again. Okay, now you are in fact retarded if you believe that, but that's okay. Uh, you know, props, at big dubs for you if you believe that, because what happened? So two years later, we're we're looking at almost we're looking at two years later, and let's let's just think about how our lives have improved. You little retard who voted for Joe Biden, let's think about this. How so? You go to the you know you wake up in the morning and you think, oh man. You read online about how Trump voters are Nazis, terrorists, uh, awful bad people. And, um, you know, you get your cup of coffee, uh, but you realize you're out of coffee, so you got to go to the store. Well, you get in your car, you got low gas, you got to get some gas. Pull into the gas station. The gas that used to be $1.50 a gallon is now $3.50 a gallon, up $2. Uh, In some places, it's even higher than that. And you're a little mad about it. You're like, holy shit, man, why is gas so expensive? Well, then you say, whatever, you know, you fill up your tank. $80 later, you're heading to the grocery store because you got to get some coffee. While you're there, you realize, ah, shit, you know, I got all this other stuff I need to get. So you start picking up groceries. You start noticing things. You grab a loaf of bread. You're like, holy shit, why is a loaf of bread $1.52 more than it used to be? You grab a carton of eggs. Holy shit, why is a carton of eggs $1.52 more than it used to be? You grab your coffee that you were missing. Your coffee's like $4 more than it used to be. And you're thinking, holy shit. You remember to yourself, you're like, oh, I'm going out to dinner tonight with my friends. Cool. So you get your groceries, you pay your bill, you head on home. You put your clothes on, you're getting ready to go out. You go out to dinner with your friends, you get a steak. Because you know what? It's been a rough week and you and your friends deserve to have some fun. You deserve to let back. You deserve to celebrate a little bit. You grab yourself a nice steak dinner. And then you realize you get the bill. The bill comes and you're like, what the fuck? The bill comes, and for your steak alone, it's like $60, $70. And you think to yourself, holy fuck, what is going on? Why is my steak $70? You reach into your wallet. You have no cash. You pull out your debit card. You pay your bill. You go home. You check that bank account. You've only got $100 left, and you've got a fucking week and a half until payday. And then you think to yourself, how the fuck did we get to this place? How did we get to the place that my steak dinner costs $70 and my gas is $2 more than it used to be and my fucking loaf of bread is $1.50 more? What the fuck changed? And you think to yourself, holy shit, I voted for that fucking piece of shit. And that's why my life is so different. And there's a lot of these people who are starting to wake up to this, who are starting to realize that they made a big mistake. And do you think these people are going to be as stupid as they were before? No, they are not. They know where to hang the blame for this because you certainly cannot blame the orange man. He's been out of office for long enough. He's too busy trying to get his wife's clothes back from the FBI. So you can't blame the orange man. What you can do is blame the motherfucker who's in office. And also your local politicians, by the way. They have a hand in this shit, too. Um, I want to read this report from the post-millennial because as I just I laid out my wonderful story for you, it was a wonderful story. The post-millennial reports... Gasoline prices have begun slowly decreasing, but food prices have continued to skyrocket. Despite Democrats claiming that the Inflation Reduction Act, and we know what that was, that's the Climate Change Act, that they passed earlier this month, lower energy and healthcare costs, grocery prices still 
rise. Is that because there was nothing in that bill that actually reduces inflation? Of course. Just because you name a bill something doesn't mean the bill does that. Gasoline prices have been decreasing. We've seen that. That's true. They're still up $2 more than they were when Trump was president, but that's fine. Um, According to the Labor Department, grocery prices have increased 13.1%. And that's in July from the year before. Um, there was a survey conducted in May. I don't. Why am I reading this? Is this an old story? No, this is from August 30th. It's kind of an old story, I guess. But anyways, look, people are pissed. People are pissed. They're sick of this. They don't want to pay these grocery prices. The survey showed that 54% of respondents were extremely or very concerned over the price of groceries. Can you believe it's only 54%? An additional 26% were somewhat concerned. So those are the people that have a lot of money. So you've got the people that got a decent amount of money, they're 26% concerned, and everybody else in the world is 54% concerned. That's 80%. That's 80% of people, according to this survey, are at least somewhat concerned about the fucking grocery prices. And the 20% who aren't concerned are richy little bitches. Who don't have to be concerned about the price of groceries. Now look, here we go. Here you go. Russia's invasion of Ukraine reduced the supply of wheat. And it's all because of Vladimir Putin. No, it's not. It's because we have dumb fucks in office who decided to sanction Russia. Which, by the way, the ruble, in case you're wondering how Russia's doing, how those sanctions are hurting old Putin where it, where it counts. Oh, uh, no, they're not. The ruble is actually in the best shape it's been in in a long time. Russia's economy is actually in the best shape it's been in in a long time. Meanwhile, we suffer nothing like Europe, by the way. Holy shit. Europe is in a lot of trouble this winter. I'm glad I don't live there. But if you don't think that's coming here, you think California, you think California's lucky they don't have a winter like Ohio does. Because could you imagine? Could you imagine? Oh, my goodness. That's got to be like the least surprising news of 2022, right? Is that people are mad about how much groceries cost? Who? That cannot be surprising. That, that, that has to surprise absolutely zero people in the world. Like, uh, duh, of course. Of course that's going to piss people off. People don't want to pay more money for groceries. They want to live their life. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And people, there are people who will vote for these people. And it's like, what the hell are you doing? How can you vote for somebody? I just, I don't understand. Here you go. Here's the news. 13 hours ago, California to experience power outages as energy man's past the supply. Huh? Jeez. Green green energy, baby. Green energy. Meanwhile, Biden gave a speech yesterday. And he was heckled during that speech. Duh. The funny thing is this is also Biden yesterday said something like we defeated pharma. I don't I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Pharma defeated us, that's for sure. 
What is he talking about? What do you think is Bed Bath & Beyond suicide? The CFO committed suicide? What do you think of that? Is that weird? That feels weird. I mean, I don't want to belittle anybody's death. Like, that's fucking awful, man. No one should ever feel like they have to commit suicide. If anything, I think that that really actually says a lot about, like, the state of work and and people. You know, Lauren Southern put out a really good video on YouTube the other day. And it was about um, the eight out, the uh, nine to five, 40 hour work week is what it was. And basically how conservatives who support the 40 hour work week, who say people just need to get up and work and they need to work more and they need to work hard or whatever, like how that's like so out of touch with, um, with the current generation. And I actually think that um, there's a lot of truth to that. I thought it was a great video. I think you should go check it out in all honesty. Because it is a great video, and it's there, there's a lot of things that Republicans and conservatives are just really behind the A-ball on, like really just, just, just fucking need to catch up with society. They need to read the room. They're not very good at that. I mean, I understand being a conservative, and you know, you have your values and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm a, cons- I mean, I get, I'm a conservative, really, especially when it comes to like a lot of social issues. But there are some things that I'm just like, dude, read the room, read the room. Student loans is one of those things. I think I'll get into that topic later this week. Um, But that's one of those things where I'm like, read the room, bro. Instead of saying, well, you shouldn't have taken these loans out. Well, there's a lot more to it than that, you know? And you're going to lose voters, by the way, with that stance. So you might want to, you might want to think twice about that. Maybe, maybe bring a solution to the table because there are a lot of people who have a lot of student loan debt and the interest on that debt is fucking ridiculous. And it, it, it's it's absolutely stupid. People will take out like thirty, forty thousand dollar loans and they'll they'll have paid like fifty, sixty thousand dollars back and they still owe thirty thousand dollars. It's absolutely absurd. That is true. That is absolutely true. I know people who are in this situation. So it's not made up. It's it's true. The, the, the student loan situation in this country is fucking broken and somebody needs to come up with a solution. Now, do I think throwing ten thousand dollars at it is the answer? No, because that's like nothing. That's fucking nothing. But I do think that there needs to be some work done on student loans. And I think that if the, if the solution that Republicans bring to the table is, well, you never should have taken out the debt, they're going to fucking lose. That's a loser's issue. And then we wonder why they're dropping in the polls all of a sudden and Democrats are going up. It's because of shit like that. It's because the Republican Party sometimes sounds so out of touch with people, with America, with, with society, with the majority of people in this fucking country. That's absolutely asinine. And I don't understand how they think they're going to get one vote with shit like that. You come to the table, okay? And at least at least what I can say, and I look, I get into student loans now. I say, I'm going to talk about it later this week and I get into it now. This is what I do. But listen, at least Democrats come to the table with a solution. Now, it's a stupid solution and it doesn't solve anything, but at least they have a solution. Republicans come to the table and they want to wag their finger at you. They don't have a solution to the problem. And that's why you're losers. That's why we lose. That's why we are losers. Because the people we put in office, they do nothing. They offer nothing. They bring nothing to the table. Seize the Republican Party. Make it into your own shape. That would be my advice. That would be my advice. All right, I said I want to talk about movies. So I'm going to talk about movies. All right, I ranted for a little while about Joe Biden and gas prices and stuff like that. And now I want to talk about movies. So, recently, 
I have been rewatching Clint Eastwood movies. Okay. The Dirty Harry movies, a lot of his old westerns, a lot of the spaghetti westerns, like um uh the Dollars trilogy. Um I've also been watching like Pale Rider, High Plains Drifter. Um I think I mentioned the Dirty Harry series, Gran Torino. Just just basically a wide breadth of uh play Misty for me. A wide breadth of Clint Eastwood movies. And I've been like because I, I have this I, I think that new movies suck. I think they suck. I, I think that the bar has been lowered so much that now a mediocre movie looks like a fucking masterpiece. And most of the movies that have come out in 2022 and 2021, for that matter, have been dog shit. Um, they've been so shitty. And a lot of that is wokeness. A lot of that is the perceived values of Hollywood, what Hollywood perceives as a as the values of the country. Um, they're just way off. So the stories that they tell, you know, they they don't resonate with like 80 to 90% of the country. And then what they'll do is, you know, you used to write a movie and you had a good story. And if you were going to put some messaging in it, you put, you slid it in, but really the movie was focused on the characters and the story and the action. And those were kind of your driving forces, right? You started there. You got to start with a good story um, and good characters. And that's how things used to be. But now movies are written with the message first. So you start with the message. You say, oh my gosh, okay. I want to talk about gender. Um, I want to talk about how... Uh, women are oppressed. And then you go, okay, well, how can I write a movie that, about women being oppressed? And you start there, and then you use that to kind of guide you throughout the process. And then you come up with a movie that has a disjointed story, bad, unlikable characters, but your message is there. And you see this a lot. And this, and now what they've done is because they can't, you know, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to start with, I think women are oppressed, and that's what I want to write a movie about. And then to come up with a story is very challenging. So what they've done now is they've taken very popular franchises like Star Wars, for instance. And they say, okay, well, Star Wars already has, uh, you know, a billion fans. So, so because Star Wars has a billion fans, we're going we're gonna to take our, our women equality message and we're just going to start there and then we're going to build a Star Wars story around it. Because Star Wars already has fans. We don't have to build an audience for Star Wars. They're going to go see it. And so you've seen this a lot. You've seen this with Doctor Who, Star Wars. You've seen this with um, Star Trek. You're now starting to see this with uh, Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. And people are really fucking pissed about that. And they should be and good. And I hope it burns Amazon right in the ass. Um, but you're, start, you're seeing a lot of this. And it just leads to bad movies with bad stories. So I've been rewatching a lot of these Clint Eastwood movies. And it really does stand out to you like, holy shit, you know. There is just something to be said about having a strong character and a good story. And I just like Eastwood plays some of the strongest characters. I mean, Dirty Harry, Harry Callahan is such a strong character. And the stories are good. And because modern movies are so bad, even a, a, a bad Dirty Harry film or like the worst one, looks really good if you've just watched a bunch of movies. If you just spent three hours watching the first three episodes of She-Hulk, or however long they are, and then you pop in 
Sudden Impact. Sudden Impact is going to look like a fucking masterpiece compared to She-Hulk, right? And if you go back and you watch these older movies, it is so noticeable how different the filmmaking process, Hollywood, the storytelling process is in 2022. And that doesn't stop at just movies, obviously. I mentioned She-Hawk. She-Hawk's a television show, but same thing, right? It's all entertainment. And that type of like visual entertainment, film, that is, that's, that's where you notice it the most. But this has been going on in graphic novels and comics for a while. This has been going on in, um, in video games for a while. Look at the new uh, Saints Row game, which is bombed. Um, this has been going on in all kinds of other media. Books too, like books. If you if you read books and you you like reading books, and so you watch YouTube videos about books, they call it booktube. And, and one of the biggest things you'll notice is that most of the booktube channels are woke as fuck. I mean, there's a lot of these people who are woke as fuck, and and you know what it is? It's all white women. It's all wealthy white women who want to talk about the oppression of people of color. They know fucking nothing about it, and they read a book. And now, because again, the messaging, that's how books are written now. You start with the message, and then you write your story around it. So they'll market these books. They won't even market the story. They won't even tell you the story. What they'll tell you is, hey, I got gay characters, a couple lesbos. Um, I got a transgender fairy. And that's how they'll market it. And if you go on Goodreads, which is like, I don't know how to describe Goodreads, um, but it's a place you can go to your books and like you can rank them and shit. You can say that you're what you're reading and stuff like that. And so if you go into Goodreads, you'll see like people review these books and like the first thing people will say is, it's got gay characters, five stars, five stars for gay characters. But it doesn't talk about, are these complex characters? Are they fleshed out very well? How's the story? How's the setting? Does it make sense? None of that shit matters to these people. And so there's there's a lot of, I'd say actually books and reading books, it's probably the worst there. In all honesty, you pick up a new book and it is just fucking filled with identity politics and bullshit and garbage. And all these little morons on BookTube are like, oh my gosh, I gave this book five stars because it talks about oppression and how this black fairy is oppressed by all the white fairies and he's trying to fit in, but he can't because he's a trans black person and he's just a trans black fairy. TBF. You know, and trans black fairies matter, guys. It's just disgusting. More to come on that, though, because we're going to combat wokeness in books and and bookstores and all this shit. Because all the bookstores around me, and there's very few of them, they've all got gay flags in the window. They've all got their bullshit. Why did the LG, why did the lefties, how did they get reading? How did they take over reading from the right? I guess it's, it's different perspectives, right? Lefties read fiction because they live in a fictional world in their brain. It kind of makes sense. And right-wing people live in reality, so they read nonfiction. That sort of makes sense to me, I guess. But anyways, it's just it's it's asinine. And I, what I would recommend you do: go back and watch some old Clint Eastwood movies, and then you you tell me if you notice it. Okay, please do, because I I notice it a lot, and I I want to know. Maybe I'm just the only one. Maybe I got an eye for these things. I don't know, but I want to know your experience there. So please let me know. Comment in the comments section. Let me know what you think, all right? 
we're going to wrap it up there. We're going to play the victory music. We're going to wrap it up there. I want to thank you all for listening to the LMP, baby. Welcome to the LMP fam. If you subscribe, please do that. Like, share, subscribe, comment on the video. Give it five stars. Let everybody know it's great. Tell all your friends about it. I want to thank you guys for listening. We will more than likely, we're going to be back on Thursday with an episode. Um, I think, I think Thursday. I, I don't think we're doing one tomorrow. So we'll be back on Thursday. We'll do an episode with you then. Until that time, I want to thank you all for listening. I really very much appreciate it. And I want you all to have a fantastic Tuesday and a great Wednesday. Peace, everybody. Peace.